Hey, this is Dan here from Rune Silk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show. And this is the Beard Mail Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Boom! Today we're talking about vices, vices, vices. I wanted to get it in there quick. I wanted to get it in there fresh. I wanted to let everybody know we're talking about vices because that is our hook. Dan, welcome to the podcast. We're Thanks, back. Thank we, were, you. We, we were vibing in the background. It's D&D, Demo and Dan, and we're Beard Mail podcasting. How are you, Dan? Just sniffing my Yeti. Um, yeah, good. Really good, actually. The, um, the weather today is really messed up, though. I don't know what it's like where you are. Um, we've literally had it all, apart from thunderstorms today. So kind of expecting a big thunderstorm tonight. Um, obviously, we're going to record a couple of podcasts in a row. So this could come out at any time. So it might not make any relative sense to people's weather. They might not get what we're talking about. However, weather is the weather. And you're absolutely right. I woke up and did the first thing that I always do every morning, uh, which is open my eyes. And then I, I looked and the Instagram was flooded with people in blizzards of, of snow. And I thought, oh, God, is it going to be one of them days? And then by the time I'd got up and done my business and gone outside, it was a beautiful springy, summery like, I popped my room silk shades on. I got in the Standard. car and I went to drive to go and have my hair cut. And halfway there, um, I was caught in a blizzard. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's literally it's, it's the same for us. Kids got all excited. Oh, it's snowing. I think it's going to settle. And it started looking like it was going to settle. And then then the sun came out and went, now nah, I've got different plans for you, mate. And they dried, you know, melted all the snow. And then, then the hail came down quite, quite uh, crazily. Then it was fine. I jumped in the car, and then the car started shaking about. I was like, "My car just moved." I was like, "Jeepers, it's windy as hell." Wind. It's been windy, 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 like my guts on a Sunday morning after a curry night. We've had a food podcast, Dan. We've found out you're an amazingly oh, yeah. deep foodie. Um, I have been listening back to some of our podcasts, and they are brilliant, you know. And they just get better and better. So I think from um, certainly from from episode ten. Uh, onwards since I can't remember when I got my Yeti mic, but since I got the Yeti mic, they are mm. they are good, mate. Quality, it's a game changer, game Quality. changer, game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Quality. So, talking about changing games, uh, talking about interesting, fun entertainment. We like to tell stories. We like to to, to make people laugh, cry. Well, I, I like to think that people listen to this podcast and and shout at the uh, at us or be involved and feel like they're in the conversation as well. Um, but we do like to educate a little bit as well. Uh, keep people safe and have a laugh. So we're going to talk about vices today, Dan. Now this could be hit or miss. Um, vices mm. is obviously naughty things, really naughty things. So oh, not not like the kind of stuff that you hold when you're trying to file down a bit of like metal, like the vice you get in a workshop. And... No, the that'd be uh... quite cool. it'd be quite a short one, wouldn't it? Got, got my dick stuck in a vice once. <laughs> the only vice I've got is uh, being screwed to the top of the work desk. Well, there you go. Yeah, we've got a couple of vices here with the microphones I held on to. So uh, talk vices all day, if you like. I, I love a good vice. Really, uh, really happy. President, vice president. Vice presidents. Yeah, absolutely. Vice, advice. I see what you've done there. Yeah. To be fair, I, I did I did Google vice jokes and there were none. They were terrible. They're all about vice presidents, which wouldn't suit our audience necessarily because they don't know massive amounts. So I was disappointed. So we might have to actually talk about actual vices. I'm talking... You know, I don't know what your vices might be, but I'm talking sex, gambling, drugs, rock and roll. Rock and roll is like a vice, is it? Not maybe guilty pleasures could go in there as well, Dan. We could talk about anything, but you know, mm. we've got a good 24 minutes. 
to talk about, you know, vices. If anyone's watching, uh, here's one of mine. Got, got a little bit of the corona. If you're listening on on, on, on Spotify or um, iTunes, I've just shown a little bottle of beer there for the viewers at home. I'm just on the uh, LucasAid. Yeah, that's because you, you have to drive to the studio. I'm, I'm in my second bedroom. I have to drive to the studio. And I needed some sugar today, like... Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's a vice. It needed some here's sugar. Advice. Sugar. Right. Sugar's, sugar's one. I think I think anyone who says I'm not addicted to sugar. Bollocks. Oh, you sugar mean is, actual sugar. Sorry. Sugar's the most addictive thing in the world. Like, it, it's, it's more addictive than, than cigarettes, more addictive than heroin. Um, it's actually one of the most difficult uh, vices to give up. And most people, when they go on diets and they cut sugar out of their system, you immediately become moody, grouchy, tired. You get kind of um, spikes where, you, where your insulin's trying to find. Well, not insulin, sorry, because obviously there's no sugar there. But um, it's a bit worse if your insulin, if your body's used to creating the insulin, and all of a sudden there's no sugar there, and it just completely messes you up. And uh, and then you're like, I need a fucking biscuit. Um, it's very, very, very addictive. Sugar. Sugar is one of my vices. Um, I had to cut it out of coffee. I cut it out of tea, um, but. I like sweet stuff. All I all I heard then was you say loads of bad things that happen when you stop having sugar. So surely we should just continue to have just sugar. carry, just have carry on. on. Uh, well, the thing is, I mean, I, I um, interesting enough, just the, the the whole thing about vices. I was I tried as much as I could this year when I started doing the, the running earlier on in the year. One of the things I wanted to do was give up something different every month, and uh, one for January, so I cut out alcohol. Um, February, I cut out cutting out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you did not do well there. No, I gave I gave it a go for a month, but 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 month two was supposed to be biscuits, right? And then my my wife comes back from the shop and she's like, "Don't touch the party rings." I'm like, "They're looking at me, right? Look, they're they're there in the jar, going, come on, man, we call party rings for a reason, Dan. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All colourful and vibrant in the jar, going, my girl wants to party all the time, party all the time, and I'm like going, mm hmm. <laughs> You the party if my, if my missus came in the house and said, don't touch my party ring, that means a whole different thing where I'm at. <laughs> is that your vice, is it? What do you mean, can't touch the party ring? How long for? A month? A, month. a week. Just a week. <sighs> oh. I, I was so, a manic smoker as well, so I guess I, I, I do, you know, as a, as a, as a past smoker, uh, overcome the addiction of smoking. That was very difficult. So uh, I don't have many vices left apart from the sugar. <laughs> Well, in, interestingly, I I too am an uh, an ex smoker, but obviously I uh, was a drug and alcohol worker for four years um, and helped people overcome addictions. And that's not necessarily why we're doing this podcast. I just think it would be good to discuss some of the vices. And I think um, like sugar, you're right. Some of them are very subtle. So a lot of people wouldn't consider that they are addicted to sugar or have a, a dependency on sugar. I think the most widely used drug uh, across the world it always used to be caffeine. A lot of people mm. don't know. I have to hold my hands up. I go through fits and spurts. I often have an energy drink a day. Um, and I have cut it out before, and I had terrible withdrawals. Um, bear in mind as well, I've worked with uh, heroin addicts and crack addicts, um, and there's a lot of physical dependency on, on alcoholics as well, on uh, people that are physically dependent on alcohol. So the mm. withdrawals from heroin, alcohol, and crack can be cray-cray. Um, but absolutely, withdrawing from caffeine is uh i can't i can't relate whether it's on a par or not but it's definitely bad i i had bad headaches for five days solid um when i cut out caffeine but i need to go through it all again i think um i would say for me vices are uh beer 
caffeine, um, probably sugar as well, inadvertently. I don't eat sugar on its own, you know. I'm not having uh, a cup of tea with three sugars in. Just but when, gobbling when sugar cubes like blah, 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 blah. Do you know what? I don't. I never used to eat chocolate as a kid growing up, um, which is, I guess, has got a lot of sugar in. Um, but I've probably now, with the missus, I do sometimes pinch some of her chocolate. Um, and I like to have a little flutter as well. I like to have a little flutter on the horses. Um, but I'd always, always had a, a strong uh, guidance from the old deer, which is only gamble what you can afford to lose uh, and presently i can't afford to lose anything so i'm not gambling at the moment but every year i will have a bash on the grand national big fan of the grand national i forgot um, this year it just sort of came along and i was like oh yeah i didn't really i forgot to put anything on the grand national poker was my biggest was a big problem for me for a few years ago online poker is that the party ring thing with the wife again yeah, every all of mine, all of mine are sexual innuendos <laughs> for something. Uh, I, I used to play online online poker. I think gambling, gambling is probably a real difficult one because you don't realise that it's bad until you kind of, especially now. So, like, if you think gambling twenty years ago, you'd go into like you know, a, a bookies or whatever, and you play like a slot machine or something like that, and you go, "Ah, oh, balls! I'm out of money. I might as well go home with my head, you know, or yeah. tail between my legs. I've spent all my money." Now you're just like, oh well, just deposit a tenner, and you don't feel it. You don't even yeah. notice it's gone. You're like, oh shit, another twenty quid, another twenty quid, fifty quid, hundred pound, fifty pound, hundred pound. And before you know it, you're like, shit, that's three hundred pound down. Like in a blink of an eye, it's so easy to just go deposit, mm. deposit, deposit. Um, you know, I know a, a friend of mine, or a friend of mine, a friend, sorry, a friend of my wife's. Um, they were due to get married. Her fiance, literally, I think he was des in a desperate, desperate place. Um, financially, they were getting married. He spent their wedding savings in the gambler. Damn, Oof, blew the lot because he wanted. I think he, he his his mind was he was going to take that money yeah. and gamble it into more money, and then yeah. they'll have a better wedding. And the, you know, or or the, I don't know if it was a better wedding, or they wouldn't suffer financially because of the wedding was going to be so expensive. Mm. And the, I think he ended up losing pretty much the whole wedding fund. Their wedding wasn't what they wanted at all. Um, I was about to say, worst case scenario, it was probably cheaper for him to lose all of that than having to get divorced and then getting screwed over. So probably a smart move, but it sounds like they still got married. So they still got married. They oh, still got married. It wasn't it wasn't as, as as big and as extravagant as they wanted, and they're not together anymore, uh, lo and behold. So they actually could get married, and then they're not together. But uh, but I think it's um, it is gambling can be a really difficult one, um, and the problem is when you've lost it, you're desperate to get it back. Yeah, chasing um, chasing those losses. Yeah, and I think that's that that's it. You know, and I think that. Uh, I, I went through a phase, and and some, some don't get wrong, like sometimes I get I'm kind of like oh. Ooh, little cheeky little top up 20 quid and get some free spins eh? it's like start mm. like, clicking ticking away in the corner um but most gambling sites now i've actually excluded myself from in completely like don't don't even send me a don't send me a postcard that, yeah. that don't send me an email don't send me a text because it's those naughty little texts that you're like Ooh. Uh, and i think gambling uh, should be illegal for them to actually do bullish marketing because it, it is I think things have, have changed a lot. I mean, you, I remember the first time going into a bookies, um, my, my granddad would pop bets on, and I'm talking 
this is at least 30 years ago and he would put bets on and he would do these silly accumulators that were like 5p and he would literally be betting like 50p a week or something silly um but it was the purpose for him he would have something to do something to read something to study fill out the form walk down to the bookies and when you go into the bookies you had to you had to fill it out you had to pay tax on it as well so you had to write the slip out and work the tax out and put it on um and they didn't have i'm sure they didn't even have slot machines in that in them in them days they were full of smoke and it was just old men in there um, it wasn't a place for the youth and it wasn't a place for the ladies. Um, and that's how it was. And things have changed massively now. And if you think about how much access there is, and I'm talking, you know, for the ladies, I'm talking online bingo, online scratch cards. There's a lot of, you know, the, the, the gambling industry are making a fortune somewhere. And they are targeting some of the most vulnerable people, you know, some of this, like, you know, the sun bingo and that they're promising these dreams and that they're, they're rinsing people of their, of their money. And I can see how it's very easy to get into an addicted, but that said they are, you know, there is gamble aware and there is things in place now, certainly mm. when you're gambling online where you can put your own things in place to make sure you don't spend more. But for the people that are going to have trouble, they're not looking at that thing and oh yeah, I better use that. So um, you're right, but we ought to just say actually, if this is not necessarily triggering for people, but we ought to we ought to say you know there is help and advice out there for people if they do want to change their habits or quit. I've never been um, I've never been that bad with it, but I tell you what is different now. What you couldn't used to be able to do. I use like a I use Paddy Power actually. Mm. Um, you can now it's quite easy to find out how much you've spent over a year. Whereas before, they'd never be wanting to give you that information because if you realise, you're like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and, I, and I think I, I usually come out about even. Um, I never, you know, sometimes I have some wins and, and take it out. Sometimes I, I lose. But over the course of a year, I'm usually about even. But I ne I've never, I mean, have you have you ever had a massive win or ever had a massive loss? I have had some big wins. Like there was, you know, there's been a few times... Um... I think it was when I say massive. I mean I don't really gamble massive, but like I had um, a, a digital national lottery scratch card, two hundred pound on that, um, and the what was the most? I think I, I think the most I ever won on an online fruit machine was probably about four hundred quid. Boom! But it probably cost me about two hundred quid to win it, and I'd probably yeah. already lost loads of money before then. So I, I see, I, I kind of see what you're saying about with the with the net deposits, and you, when you do look at it, sometimes you do sort of break even over overall. And I think that you know some of them, some of them are kind of like, oh, you know, this person spent a load of money, we should probably give some of it back. And and but then there's others that just spend a load of money and then like, well, we're going to keep it. And I think that. I think quite a lot of the online fruit machines, they they know how you play. They know mm. the psychology of a gambler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone's sitting there really frustratingly pressing the like the spin button really quickly, like tapping yeah. away, I reckon that triggers something that says this guy is fucking desperate. Let's just rinse him. Yeah, they or, usually let you win a little bit to start with to to get you in, and then wait till you've lost a little bit. But actually, I, I did watch a program on it actually, and there was a these were professional gamblers, and what they were doing is they would literally they were gambling on tennis, and they had someone in America that was at the actual tennis ground, and there was a slight lag before it got on to like Paddy Power in England or whatever it was, and the margins were very small, but they knew who was going to win, so they were betting a load of money, and these guys that were doing it, they the 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 providers of the gambling sites can see that they're doing it and they have the the, the gambling sites have people that are good betters or bad betters um, and the ones that are like the 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 bad ones that are winning money they get them shut down 
their their mm-hmm. accounts get changed or turned down or they they can only bet a minimum of you know 100 pound instead of they're doing like 10 grand on the next point they're not allowed to do it they cut it down so the gamblers aren't sorry the the bookies aren't daft the bookie always wins that's what, what everyone always says always wins, I, mean, yeah. I, I i always used to do like um I did this for years, actually, because I, I had this vision, right? I used to bet on the football. Um, I used to do a tenner a week because um, I could afford that. I thought that's £40 a month, tenner a week. And, you know, if I win, I win. And if I, I lose, I lose. I don't mind because it makes the football more exciting for me to watch. So I'd do like 50p accumulators um, on lots of different ones. And if one of them came in, I could win, you know, a couple of grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, But I had this vision of seeing Gary Lineker on Match of the Day reading out loud. Well, if you'd have bet on all of the teams to draw nil nil today, you'd have been a big winner. And it's like that's what I always used to do. I used to I used to always bet like fifty p on all the home teams to win, all the all the teams to draw, or all the away teams to win. Because I always imagine Lineker saying it, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's me. But I did that honestly, religiously. That was like that was a one pound fifty bet altogether, and I never won. I did that for years and never won. So don't do that. Don't do that, kids. Mm. But, those, but so so yeah, gambling gambling can be yeah is is a bad one. And I think it has I think it has more of a knock on effect, especially financially. You know, if you do put yourself in shit and in debt and that sort of thing, it can have you know you know devastating effects. I mean, but for for me, I think smoking was was one of those ones I just dipped in and out of quite a lot. I mean, I started smoking from a very young age. Like I started smoking about thirteen. I think I had my first cigarette, and um, you know we would I probably smoked solidly till I was about. I don't know, like 29, 30. And then I was like, right, I should probably stop. And then I tried to stop and then I picked up loads of weight. Um, and then I started to smoking again. And then I stopped and picked up loads of weight. Stop. It was one of those real weird things where I think I stopped smoking probably about four or five times. And every time I put on like half a stone in weight. So I was like, yeah, exactly that. Swapped one vice for another. Um, I, I don't smoke now. I mean, I, I do have like the odd cigarette. Like if I go out and I'm drinking, uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, go on, have, let's have a cigarette. And then I'll have it and I'll be like, oh, I regret that. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was horrible. Um, sometimes it's quite nice and I might have a couple, but um, I just don't I just don't want to start again because it's one of those ones that's really easy. And when you've got kids as well, like I've got kids and I really don't, you know, I think for me, one of the biggest um, like changes or flippers for me was that, you know, those little candy sticks, that, like yeah, kind of yeah, just yeah. sugar sticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My son was sat on the bench with me and he was like, I mean, he's like, I'm having a cigarette with my daddy. And I was like, yeah. mm, game over. That's it. And yeah. I didn't and I didn't smoke since. Because yeah. I was just like, I was like, that's that was for me, that was like literally fags in the bin. I'm done. Like I, that, yeah. that was heartbreaking. You know, he was three, four, three something at the time, something like that. So that was that was a couple of years ago that I was smoking again. Um, and then now I've kind of a I know I know what you were thinking. You're thinking, I'm not waiting for him to grow up and then start nicking my fags. I'm not having that. Let's quit now. Yeah, fortune. It's fortune now. Crikey. You know, I was I was on Deliveroo the other day and I was just because I think I think the thing popped in. It was like spend 20 quid and get you shopping for a tenner or something like that. So I was like, let's have a look at this then. And as you're scrolling through, you get through the alcohol and the cigarettes. 18 pounds for 20 cigarettes. I was just no like, way. I'm sorry. Did you say 18 pounds? When I was at school, I would sell them for 20p each and still yeah. make money. <laughs> like now you're looking like 95 Damn. pence a cigarette. And I think they were like Pow Mau, not like Marlboro Lights or Benny's. So they were proper yeah. like, you know, middle of the road cigarettes. That's, that's delivered to your door though. I used to, I used to be on, uh, I smoked from about officially. I told my dad when I was 16. I say told my dad, I asked him, I said, oh dad, now I'm 16. Am I allowed to smoke? And he was like, fucking no. I'm like, damn, I've been smoking for a year. Um, <laughs> and, and I think I quit when I was 21, I think. 
Um, I might have been 24, 21, 24, I can't remember. I just remember I was trying to wean myself off them and I'd got myself, I used to smoke John Player specials, which were just because it was a black packet and they looked cool. I used, to go, fishing. I used to go Sorry. fishing and have 40 JPS and just smoke and fish, smoke and fish. And then anyway, I started weaning myself off them and I tried them embassy filters, which were little ones. I got down to, there was silk cut and then there was silk cut purple and silk cut silver. And I was over in, because uh, you love a bit of Ireland, I was over in uh, Belfast with work. And they were they seemed like they were more expensive because it was Euros. And I bought some silk cut silver, I think, which are really, really lightweight fags. Um, and I breathed and I was like, why, why have I just spent that money doing that? This is ridiculous. Um, and so I knocked on the head. And I tell you what, though, I was ever so stressy for two weeks without fags. But then after them two weeks were over, I was fine. And then I was an adamant non-smoker because it just makes no sense whatsoever to smoke, especially now with how much it costs, especially now with how much we know. You know, yeah. if you look at you know people around me have, have all knocked it on. They're all, they're all, they've had cancer and died. And it's like, well, actually, yeah, they did all smoke for 30 years. So, you know, you can't. Yeah. You know for, me, I mean? for me, it'd be like, I'd have, my, I'd have the first cigarette a day. I'd be in the back garden with a cigarette and a cup of coffee. And like I'd be tired anyway, and then I have my cigarette, and then I feel really tired. I'm like, hmm. why am I doing this to my like? Literally, wake up, tired as tired as hell, go and have the first cigarette, and now just increase my tiredness by like five. And hmm. then I'm like, ah, I just want to go back to bed. I just really want to go back to bed. And and for me as well, because obviously, I mean, I wasn't exactly very athletic. I mean, you obviously you play the football and a bit more athletic, whereas I wasn't even athletic. Like I just smoke and and was lazy. Um, so for me, it was like the double edged sword. Like. You know, I've probably done irreparable damage to my lungs and my body in that. And it's it's kind of like, well, the best thing I can do is at least stop. <laughs> like, I can't reverse it. Exercise like... actually helped me quit, actually. I remember I'd got on a treadmill and I was knackered after a little bit. And I thought, this is terrible. I, sh I should be in my prime, um, mm. you know, at 21 or whatever. So I think that helped. I think I did a lot of exercise after I quit. And you feel you feel good for it. Um but I'm sure I'm sure they say your lungs can you know cleanse themselves out. Now I'm sure you'd be golden now if you haven't smoked for ten years or whatever it is. Well, I think they I think they kind of say there's there's a certain sort of threshold though where I think it's like about the age of 34 where if you're still smoking after 34, it's probably going to be a bit more difficult yeah. for you to repair those lungs. Whereas if you stop in your 20s, you're still kind of growing. You're still kind of Got you. you know, so it's uh, it's all down to to do with age, really. But then you know, I find it you know I find it really interesting. You know, like so like yeah, Megan's grandmother died in her late eighties, and she probably smoked sixty fags a day. You know, it was probably the the tar that was holding her together at that point. Mm. You know, and it's like and then you see some people who never smoke and they die of lung cancer, and it's like, whoa, mm. you know, that's deep. But um, but yeah, I think you know I, I went through a stage, especially in, in when I was sort of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Um, I was I was quite a heavy weed smoker. Like I, I smoked cannabis quite heavily, you know, every day. So I smoke weed every day. And it really was for me. And I think, but I, I think at one point I actually think I might have misinterpreted the want of a joint for actually want of a cigarette. But mm. I was like, well, what's the point of having a cigarette? Because a cigarette doesn't really do anything, it just makes you tired and sluggish, whereas at least a joint makes you feel high. And you might laugh at some stuff and mm. be mellow and chill. So rather than have a cigarette, I'd roll a small joint. And then I start, and then I kind of, I think then it's sort of twig like, hang on a minute. Are you, do, you, do you need to be any more high or do you just want a cigarette, but you don't want to have a cigarette? So you roll another joint. And, you know, you think cigarettes are expensive. Crikey. You know, when you're, when you're smoking fags and weed and, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But, I, um, I'm not sure of the facts, but I'm sure. They used to say in the drugs world that uh, cannabis and that is four times more carcinogenic than cigarettes. 
Um, yeah, weed smokers will tell you otherwise. They'll say that it cleans would, your lungs and it's really good for you, yeah. but it's not. It's it's much. What about the mark? What's the mark? What's the market science saying? <laughs> the mark, it. D- it depends. It depends who's uh, who's selling you the weed. Um, so the thing you've got to think about with weed smokers is that most of it's unfiltered. For one, you know, you make a cardboard thing, roach. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas at least with a cigarette, you put a filter in it. Some people yeah. don't smoke fags. They smoke. Um, some people smoke roll ups and stuff with without filters, which is minging. And some people smoke cigars, which also aren't really filtered. But um, yeah, technically, you're smoking an unfiltered cigarette, um, and most of the time with a joint as well, you kind of go. Yeah. You know, you there, hold it there's the ASMR. We nailed it down. <laughs> yeah. we, do one, we do one each podcast. <laughs> and um, you hold it in for longer as well, you know, and especially when we were young, you know, you we used to play games where you would you take a token, you'd pass the joint around a group of six, six of you, and you weren't allowed to breathe it out until it came back to you. And then it would go again, and then hold it in again. So, you know, I mean, my lungs. Some hardcore vice in that is, Dan. I didn't, I didn't know you were an illegalist as a youth. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Man, it was mainly when I was not in this country, though, yeah. Just, just, just to say like how actual ridiculous it is. The mm. concept that your lungs are designed to breathe in air, so you can perform as a person, it's crazy to think that humans would design. Oh, I know. Let's burn some stuff and put it in our lungs. Like you'd never go and just inhale a bonfire smoke, would you? But it's random how people are dead keen, obviously because of the addictive nature of the the drugs. But how people are. I don't, it's just, it just seems ridiculous. Why in the name of Greek buggery would you actually try and inhale black smoky stuff into your lungs? Because of the like, being, we're totally it's stupid. Crazy. <laughs> we're it's totally, crazy. It's crazy. I was talking, I was talking to my mum about this actually at the weekend. We were, we were joking about how if an alien, an alien race sort of discovered like the earth and they were like, they're like, oh, you know, do you think we should be scared of these people? They've got like <laughs> satellites with like nuclear bombs and stuff on it. And the aliens are like, well, not really, because they're, they're pointing the bombs at themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, rather than pointing them out into space to deter anyone coming to our planet, we're pointing yeah. them at ourselves. So if you think about it, human beings, man, we're, we're absolutely, we we're so stupid. We like, so stupid. <laughs> but we love, a, we love a vice, though, don't we? You know, we love a beer, even though we know it's bad for us. We, you know, we, we might we might have grown out of smoking. Maybe we will grow out of beer drinking. Who knows? Um, I like beer. I, I, I I, I go through phases. I, I, I sometimes have a whole month off, and I always feel better for it. I think the most I've done in my in my adult years is I did three months off once, um, and I felt loads better. I lost a bit of weight, and you know, was doing more gym and that, and healthier and fitter. But um, still, sort of missing that. I'm, I'm looking at the beer now so longingly. I was like, oh, it looks so good. But I know it's bad. My mouth's but... telling me no, yeah. but my body, my body, my body <laughs> telling me yes. <laughs> We do not also condone any R. Kelly vices while we just. Say. Oh, yeah, of course. And the other, I'll tell you one, one thing that we, you know, we talk about, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, sugar, and and all of the, the, the great stuff in life and how much of the of vice they are. But we haven't actually mentioned one of the biggest vices that probably 99% of the population who knows what one is has it as their vice. And that's their mobile phone with social media. Yeah, like, social media is definitely one of the biggest vices. Have you ever gone a month without social media? I've tried. It's near impossible. Why it's do you like... think it's called Instagram? Oh, look at that! Look at that Instagram. That reminded me. Sorry, there was a there was a Russell Brand uh, thing popped up. It was saying um, Russell Brand getting 
even getting uh, naughty on British Bake Off, and he's, he says yeah, something like two grams, you know, two grams, just did it, 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 it instinctive, <laughs> instinctive. He just pulled that out. But um, but social media, you know, I mean, the amount of times I find, I pick my phone up, and I'm I'm literally I'm like a first string fake straight in, like, and I'm like oh Facebook, and I'm like notifications, and I'm like, mm. and then and then I realize oh there's not actually anything, there's no one's tagged me or anything or anything like that, so I'll hit the home button and I'll just oh, scroll. Poor Dan, poor Dan. <laughs> so then so, I go and gamble 400 quid for a fix because I can't get a buzzer <laughs> exactly that. so then I go to Instagram and I'm like oh you know Instagram okay well I've done some liking and then I'm just scrolling through not really really engaging in it at all uh, I might do a couple of likes drop in a couple of comments and then all of a sudden I'm like okay back to Facebook um, check my emails you know, and it's it's actually I'm even doing it now I'm actually doing it now I've actually <laughs> just pulled a ping over my emails I look at my emails go into you know whatsapps and and stuff like that and it's um yeah it's, it is dangerous a, a friend of mine he actually every year he go when he goes away for christmas he gets and i want to do this actually uh is he gets like a, a 2g old school nokia play snake on it all you like but you've got no interwebs you've got no social media he leaves his smartphone at home they go away for a week go and stay in a log cabin somewhere sick where they can take the dogs and he just gets off like just digital detox i tell you what actually uh when i was decorating the house was probably the most digital detox i had because i was very rarely on socials and it was liberating i loved it mm. i learned how to build a cupboard um i painted a two, house two mil doors too big yeah i, I fixed it <laughs> I fixed so, it. hang on Dan what you're saying is everybody should take a little break from social media and they should go into a log cabin and just play with their snake for a week is that what you said yeah man yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think that, of anything better is that another is that another little voice you've got maybe playing with your snake too often thrashing uh, we, him about or little we, fella? Don't, we don't call it advice <laughs> the party ring poker <laughs> we, we don't call those vices because then it puts a negative spin on something so enjoyable. I see what you've done there. So, Dan, we actually um, are running out of time right now, and we've covered a little bit of vices. I don't think we've covered it all, um, but I think we should perhaps just make sure that everybody is safe at home. Um, and if you've got any vices, pack them in, you naughty boy, um, or um, you know, seek help. Uh, just thought, and, uh, yeah. What's it called? The snake. No, no. What do we call phones? Mobile phones. It's a device. Ah, oh, so what you've done there. Like if you was Jamaican and that, you said this it's, is a device. This is the device. Is that why it's called that? No, but it is now. It could because, be, couldn't it? Because Marky Science, we call that a device. Oh, we love we love Marky Science at Beard Mail. So uh yeah, do you know what? We haven't even covered all the vices. We didn't even we didn't cover porn. We didn't cover uh drugs properly, really. We didn't even go into the beer and that, so maybe for another day. But uh, I think that's I think that's enough vices for one day. Little and often is the key. Moderation mm. is what some people will say. Um, I would say, well done for quitting smoking, Dan. And uh, you too. we didn't even uh, discuss addictive personalities, and I wanted to do that, but we'll have to do that another day. That'll be another podcast because we need to uh, we need to say goodbye because it has to be a quick one today, doesn't it? it? Does. Thanks for listening, everybody. You do the the salesy bit, Dan, and I'll get rid of the buttons. So if you enjoyed listening to the podcast today, please do make sure to like and subscribe. Ideally, if you could share it with other like-minded bearded folk or people who like beards or just like beard mail or podcasts in general, please do. 
and head over to beardmail.co.uk where you, I can flick a bottle off the table. <laughs> just to Is that another vice? Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, comment vices, Dan. Get, get people to comment their vices. We'd be comment vices. Just, and, and if, you know, if it triggered you, you know, sorry, that's not what we meant to do here. Um, but if you found solace in knowing that, you know, people, other people have vices and other people can, can get sorted and stuff like that as well, you know, um, then I hope that's helped too. But like, subscribe, share, love you, bye. Bye for now. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. I'll see you in a bit. That's in a bit. Bye for now.